Welcome to Make This Your Podcast, where I'll be giving you the roadmap and inspiration you want and need to scale your life's work with digital courses and schools. I'm your host, Destiny Berman, course marketer and digital strategist. Are you ready to make the shift and reinvent your work online? Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Make the Shift. In today's episode, I will be diving into all important tips for time management, especially as you're working through your first program. You're building out your program, you're thinking about the marketing, you're considering who you want to bring on to help. And so I'll be offering my best tips for time management for busy entrepreneurs just like yourself. I'm also going to give you my best practices on overcoming the overwhelm that comes with tech. Because let's face it, most of us are not digital natives. And while there is a learning curve with technology, it can be simple and it can be leveraged in a way to serve our work. I also want to cover mindset strategies for when you start to notice your imposter syndrome showing up. When you start to doubt yourself and question Am I really here? Is this really my work? Is this really my calling? Especially when things can feel frustrating or it can feel bumpy. So how do you manage your internal dialogue so that you can not only continue to do your life's work, you can expand it online? And then finally, one of the top questions we receive all the time, should I be building my digital business with my personal name as a personal brand or build out a platform that can hold all my different offers or both. I'll be going into the pros and cons of each. So we've got a jam-packed episode for you. Lots of juicy tips for the entrepreneur who wants to shift their business model online. Are you ready to dive in? One of the first questions or the most common questions we've been receiving is around time management. What are your best tips for time management, especially as you're building out your first program? And I get it. There's a lot for you to focus on when it comes to your first course. You're thinking about building out the course. You're also thinking about the marketing. Well, if you're setting yourself up for success, I recommend that you are working on both the marketing and the course creation process at the same time. So tip number one is exactly that. This is a scenario where working on one thing first and then working on the next will not set you up for success. So you want to be building out the outline of your course if you don't already have a course created and be working on your marketing, get it out there plan at the same time. So for example, inside our community, one of the things that we guide our members with is in month one, you're working on your lead builder, which is marketing, but at the same time, in parallel, you're going to be working on outlining your course. Remember that it's more important to chunk this out versus trying to cram it all in. So this leads me to number two, to time block. And so this is something that I do for myself. This is something that I guide my clients with. You want to block out chunks of your time. Everyone has a slightly different rhythm, but you want to block out chunks of your time, turn off all messages, close out your email, turn out all the notifications so that you can't get distracted and work on the content. So that's where you're going to outline each of the modules. Or if you're working on the marketing plan, you're hyper-focused. 
So blocking out chunks of time where you're undisturbed, closing out all notifications so that you can't get interrupted. And that is the time for you to work on building out your course or building out your marketing plan. The third tip I have for you is to batch produce and then using technology to be able to automate and do the heavy lifting for you. So for example, if you're working on creating the first three modules of your course, the more you can batch produce that content. Okay, so here's lesson one, here's me recording it. And then you can schedule that into the platform and have the platform handle all outgoing emails and scheduling when the content is released, then you're done. Same thing on the marketing side. If you have six emails to get out, write all six emails at once. Use your email system to schedule out the six emails so that you're done for the next four to six weeks. So I think you're finding a theme here in terms of chunking things out so that you are working on the project in blocks of time. It's so easy to get distracted and to get off track these days and sticking to that on your calendar and then batch producing the content creation part of it itself, whether it's the course or the marketing side of things, and then using the technology platform to handle getting it out. If you have to sit down every single week to create a piece of content, write the email and then schedule it, you're not setting yourself up for success because things do come up and unexpected things do come up and they're out of our control and or we have families, we've got kids, we don't know when they're going to get sick. So this will give you greater control over your output, your productivity, and your time. Okay, so that's question number one. Question number two, the technology is so intimidating. When I start to think about this, where do I even start? My first tip for you here is to keep it as simple as you can. And here's the thing with technology. We think that finding the right tools and the right platforms is going to be the holy grail. And what I've seen has happened is that we overthink the process and then we get paralyzed with even choosing which technology platforms to use. So it's very simple and it's easy to overthink this step. So the best you can, let's simplify and let's pull it back. If you're looking at an all-in-end one platform, Kajabi is a great choice. It can handle having your content, it can handle email marketing, it can handle taking payments. If you're looking for an email provider, ActiveCampaign is great for emails. That product has really developed and evolved over time. If you're looking to build out landing pages for people to sign up for your free pieces of content, your webinar, Lead Pages is a great builder, very easy to use once you get the hang of it and it doesn't have to take long. Zapier is great to connect all things together to make all things come together. And then finally, Nimbus is a great software for recording your courses and your slides and your webinars. It really does not have to be complicated. In every category, whether it's a course platform, a membership platform, it's an email system, there is going to be a myriad of choices. The good news is that today, the software options has evolved to a point where they're all going to work. And there's not one platform that doesn't have its pros and its cons, and there's not one platform that is going to be your answer to everything. So keep it really, really simple. Know that you only really need a couple of software platforms to get going. 
It's less about obsessing what's going to be your best option now. Second is to expect to think about this differently. And here's a big transition when you go from offline to online. So say you're holding an in-person workshop, 40 to 50 people. It's pretty straightforward, even if you have screens and you have music and you have the whole AV production. It's still relatively straightforward, right? I mean, if you start to have a lot of streaming devices and whatnot, it can get more complicated. But essentially, 40, 50 people in a room, you show up, you've got your laptop hooked to the presentation, you've got the slides. It doesn't have to be as complicated. When you start to make that transition and you turn that workshop into an online workshop where you can have 40, 50 people or 100 people, sure, you don't need the same physical space to hold 100 people or more, but now things are different. So people need to register. How do they get to the Zoom event? You know, and how are they getting in? And what's the follow-up sequence? The reason why I'm bringing this up is not to overwhelm you. It's just to let you know that you want and you will need to be thinking about this differently. How do all the dots connect? That is different from an in-person offline experience. The good news is that once you go through the process, it may feel scary holding that first webinar or even delivering your first course. Once you go through it, the dots will connect very quickly. It's actually more intuitive than we realize with how all the different technology platforms come together. So you don't have to relearn every time. The other thing I'll say here is that I have been in this space for a very long time or a very long, long enough. It wasn't that long ago, eight, 10 years ago, when it took a lot longer to do everything, setting up online payments. I mean, back in the days, we were using authorized.net to accept online payments. It was clunky. Now we have Stripe and PayPal where we can set up in a matter of minutes. Setting up a beautiful looking website can take hours and not weeks and months. Setting up a online course inside a gated membership like a Thinkific or a Kajabi can literally, you can do this in two hours. Whereas not that long ago, even five, six years ago, you were having to build out these custom membership sites. So my point is, is that even if it starts to feel overwhelming for you, And it starts to feel like, okay, I can't do this. Never before has software and technology been this accessible from a pricing standpoint and also from an ease of use. So you can conquer this because my clients who make this transition do not have the tech, do not have the digital marketing. You can absolutely conquer this. And once you go through this experience, all the dots will connect and it will make sense. Okay. Third question, I have huge imposter syndrome when it comes to creating a course. Do you have any mindset tips on this? It is important to address our inner world. It is important to address our belief systems. And the whole conversation around limiting beliefs, that has been around for a long time. But I do see a shift happening in the business world where it's becoming much more present than ever. So first tip here is to know to expect it. I do not, personally, I do not know of a leader, an entrepreneur, an expert, an author, regardless of how much success they've already created. When they want to go to the next level, meaning scaling with a digital asset and reaching more people and growing their list and growing their enrollments, personally, I do not know 
of a business owner and entrepreneur who does not face this. Because the reality is that no matter what success you've already created, when you go to the next level, you're going to hit the doubts and the questioning and wondering if you're really fit for this. Because if you're not making that shift, then you're already there. So number one is to know that when you are making these type of shifts, you know, there's conversations around quantum leaps. When you're making this type of quantum shift, to know to expect it. Because if you know that it is coming, it's it's a lot harder for it to unconsciously and subconsciously stop you. It can be a sneaky, right? If it becomes conscious, at the very least, you can slow it down from blocking you. Number two, you have to be willing to retrain your thought patterns. We all have inherited ways of thinking from family, from social, from our own personal experience. But we have to be willing to retrain what has come into our thoughts, into our belief systems in order to be different. So if you're willing to slow down, take a step back and observe, you will have more of that space to one, not let it, to not let it drive you in that same manner, but also for you to make a shift. So when you start to work on creating your course or you're getting ready to launch your course and you start to notice procrastination, you start to notice the chaos within you or you're creating external chaos. My invitation to you is to slow down. And for those of you who've been following my work, you know that I'm all about taking action. But in this case, it's important to slow down. And my invitation to you is to write down what comes up for you when these thoughts emerge. I'm not good enough. Who is going to learn from me? How am I going to be able to stand out among all the sea of content online? I'm going to be a public failure. So be willing to honestly write down for yourself and to be able to look at it and to know that it's not true. You know, we have helped hundreds, directly hundreds of business owners just inside our one accelerator program alone, not counting our eBooks, not counting group formats. And this comes up for everyone. This comes up for my private clients who have had a lot of success and they're continuing to grow faster than ever. And it still comes up when they're moving to the next level. So we witness this directly and to know that it's not true and be willing, be willing to shift how you think about this. Be willing to look at this differently. You'll be surprised at how much further this willingness can carry you, right? And then lastly, to be willing to choose different. So you're re- one is be willing to think about this differently and then to choose different. I do want to create this. This is my dream to have an online program that reaches hundreds and thousands of people globally. So what do I need to believe? What do I need to do to be willing to be that person? Okay. Because ultimately what you want to do is to normalize your, normalize your next level. If you're making six figures and you want to get to a seven figure business, you need to normalize that seven figure for yourself. Otherwise it doesn't work in that way for you to create it. And so you're going from an offline business to an online business. You have to be willing to normalize that reality for yourself. And it starts with being willing to slow down your thought patterns and to choose to create a different moment and therefore a different future from that moment alone. Then finally, um, the last question I do want to address here is building out, you know, do you build out 
your online brand from your personal brand, your name, or does it make more sense to build out a platform? And this is a question I get often. It's something I've helped my clients quite a bit over the last five, six years. So the pros of building out a personal brand is that likely your name will not shift. You are who you are. This is your name. If you were to build this out as a platform, so say under your program's name or under your method's name or your process name, there's a good chance that it may shift. So what I'm going to invite you to look at is in this day and age, there's actually space for both. So if you know that over time, you're going to want to be training and certifying other teachers, then you definitely want to have an umbrella platform name that can hold your method, that can hold your framework so that you can be training people under that method and that approach. However, now you can still have a personal brand and still cross-pollinate content between the two. So you don't necessarily have to choose both. And I have many clients where they have a platform name and then their personal brand and we're driving traffic between the two and that works really nicely. So the name of their academy, the, the name of their signature method that's been trademarked. If you don't have plans or you don't have a sense that you're going to be training or uh, certifying other professionals or developing their professional track, then keeping it to your personal name is simple, it's powerful, and there's a lot you can do with that. So that's really what it breaks down to. If you know that there is a platform that you want to hold all of your works and you want to go into more of certifications, professional developments, or what I call B2L, um, where you have a business that is working with other leaders, then you'll want to have both and you can have content and traffic that feeds each other. And then if you don't have a sense that you want to do that, then keep it simple. There's going to be um, enough to keep you engaged and to keep you excited, especially in the beginning. So just stick to your personal brand. So that's what I have for today. A couple of things I want to leave you with is we're going to be linking to a free online course guide that we have available. Free online course guide. If you have questions around what to look for, how to start to think about your next 30, 60, 90 days when it comes to getting your course launch out there, I'm going to invite you to click on that link. If you want more details on the systems and tools you will need for your online business, check out episode 21 in the show notes. You'll also learn how to check out my free training, the five myths you need to make in order to profitably and successfully shift your business online. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled you're here. The resources and action items mentioned in this episode can be found at destinyberman.com backslash podcast. To continue the conversation, join me inside my Facebook group, Shift with Success. And if you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Until next time, your destiny awaits. Bye for now.